guys, before we get into the podcast, be sure to check out our Discord and YouTube channel. You can also email us suggestions at the Feminist Critique Podcast at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter. My handle is at South of Grace. And mine is at Ajlene's with an S. That's A-I-S-L-E-N-E-S. You can also follow us on Twitter, the Feminist Critique Podcast. And those updates are at Feminist Pod. Thanks again and enjoy the episode. Just call me Angel of the Morning, Angel. Just kiss my cheek before you leave. And I'm sick, so my voice cracked. And I did it instead of Ashley this time. Yeah, yeah. usually it's me who's singing. <laughs> I mean, oh, and you're... I sound awful because I'm congested. And you're sick, so. <laughs> I am. Please do not die. No. I'm just coming down with a sinus infection. It's that time of year. <laughs> uh, and I have to work like eight days, uh, ten days straight. It's fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, you'll uh, survive because I've worked 20 days straight before. So, so have I. I have. It's, uh, it's not fun when you have to work more than five days in a row. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, uh, so capitalism. hi, I'm Ajlene, and this is Gracie, and we're from The Feminist Critique, where the two of us put movies to both feminist and inclusive tests. Then we ask the most important question of them all. Is it good? Exactly. And we're doing something different this week. This is the first time we've actually talked about a movie the week after its release. Yes, exactly. <clears throat> so, super excited about this one. This is something that when I first saw the trailer for it way back in like March, I told Ashlyn, okay, we're going to have to do this. And we were trying to figure out where to place it, and it worked out perfectly for, for our Furiosa test month. And that's because people got so pissed when Elizabeth Banks announced herself as Bosley. Yeah. Not people. Mostly men. Yeah, they were <laughs> not very happy, like, at all. No. Um, and what I really like about this movie, before we actually get into it, is it doesn't erase the TV show or the two movies that came out in the early 2000s. No. It, it builds on both of them. Yeah, which I really liked about that like I felt because like the original Charlie's Angels right is it feels very small like because mm -hmm. it's just the you know three women this Bosley dude and then Charlie also the <clears throat> another thing I'd like to mention is uh, in the 1970s, it was basically Jiggle TV, right? It was attractive women kicking ass on TV, right? Uh, and Jiggle TV was just another way of saying, here's some eye candy for you that you can look at yeah. uh, with cheesy plot lines. And they kind of continued that with the two movies that had Lucy Liu and uh, Cameron Diaz and Drew Barrymore in them. Um, Which, don't get me wrong, I fucking love those movies. I don't yeah, care what yeah, yeah, for says. sure. But you could definitely tell that they were tailored to a male gaze. Mm -hmm. Did not get that with this movie. And there's a reason. 
it was directed by a woman. Yeah. So, uh, now, of course, this came out 2019. Rotten Tomatoes score has it at 60% critical, 80% audience. It is only past its opening weekend. Right now, uh, as we're recording Sunday night, uh, the budget was $48 million and it's already made about $27 million worldwide. Uh, so uh, those numbers are, of course, not really updated until Monday. So it's it's definitely going to make its money back. What, what the success rate is, I don't know. But I'm really, really hoping uh, that it does well um, because I want a sequel. I, I do, too. I felt like this was um, it was a fun movie to watch. It was. Um, it was directed by Elizabeth Banks, who has directed a couple of shorts, but most notably directed Pitch Perfect 2. Uh, it was also written by Elizabeth Banks. This is the first time she's written anything. Really? Uh, and it was all, yep. Um, and it was also written by Evan Spilla. Oh, he's got a Greek last name. Spiliotopoulos. Spiliotopoulos. There we go. Spiliotopoulos. Topopolis? I don't know. Um, and I forgot to look up <laughs> what he's done. Uh, da -da, I'm a great person. Um, but anyway, that's who it was written by. Uh, cast. Now, we got a big cast here. We have Kristen Stewart uh, as Sabina. She was in Camp X-Ray. Still Alice. American Ultra. Uh, Adventureland. Snow White and the Huntsman. Um... Naomi Scott plays Elena, and she has been in, recently, Aladdin. She was also in a Disney Channel movie called Lemonade Mouth. She was in the Power Rangers movie with Elizabeth Banks. Um, Ella Balinska plays Jane. She doesn't really have much of an acting career. Really? Uh, and, yeah, she, this is really, like, her first major role. She's been in a couple of TV shows, minor characters in some movies, this is her first, like, lead role. Um, Elizabeth Banks plays uh, Miss Bosley, I guess. There's a lot of Bosleys. Uh, but she's just referred to as Bosley uh, in the credits. Yeah. And she's been in Pitch Perfect, Power Rangers, What to Expect When You're Expecting, uh, Scrubs. She's got a great comedy career. Uh, Patrick Stewart plays the OG John Bosley. He's been in Star Trek and the X-Men franchise. Uh, and he's like Jiman, an icon. Yes. Uh, Jimon Hansu plays Edgar Bosley. He's been in Shazam recently. Also in one of my favorite movies, Blood Diamond. Um, Sam Claflin plays Alexander Brock. He was in Peaky Blinders, Me Before You. He was also in Snow White and the Huntsman. Oh, that's who he was. Yeah, he was like the prince character in that movie. No, 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 no. He was uh, in Peaky Blinders. Yeah. Oh my god. I was like the entire movie going, who the <laughs> fuck is that guy? <laughs> no fucking clue. Uh, what surprised me was that Noah Centineo was in this movie. When I saw him on screen, I said, oh, fuck. <laughs> I was too. I was like, he always is playing teenagers. He's, I know. And, like, and I, he, let me he, tell you what I did. Okay. Cause, uh, I'm going to 
spoilers, okay? Spoilers, which if you're listening to this, I'm sure you've read it. You've already watched it. Yeah. Um, but he becomes kind of like a romantic interest of Jane's in the movie. And I was like, oh, my God, how old is she compared to him? They were both born in 1996. I know. I thought she was older. I did, too. I thought she was like 28. But I was like, oh, okay, cool. It's just the makeup made her, made her look more mature. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's movies like this that I'm like, man, I feel like fucking old. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but then I was like, okay, he's been playing all of these teenagers and college kids. How old is he? And he's like 24. And I'm like, oh, okay. Never mind then. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I agree. I was like, obviously, he's old enough to be a big boy. Uh, yeah, but he's been in a lot of Netflix movies. Sierra Burgess is a loser. Swiped to all the boys I loved before. Uh, the perfect date. Like, he is the Netflix dream guy right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then I wanted to mention Nat Faxon, who plays Patrick. He's been in Reno 911 and Disenchantment as a voice. He's got a long career doing uh, comedy bits. Yeah. So, if I'm not mistaken, I think he was on Mad TV too, but I didn't write that down. I could uh, be wrong. He is also an Oscar winner. Hell yeah. Good for him. Yep. He won it first screenwriting nice yeah for the descendants oh that is a really good movie actually i've seen it before yeah um it's got uh that girl from that really awful abc family movie in it i have no idea uh, what the fuck you're talking about i'm losing my mind now it's gonna bother the fuck out of me till i remember her name (laughs) oh god damn it okay um so I'm just going to ignore that. You guys know who I'm talking about. She's a brunette. She was also in that YA movie, Divergent. Nope. Can't think I of her have name. No fucking clue. Can't think of her name. Uh, so, let's talk about this movie. And this movie opens up with a close up of Kristen Stewart smiling. Because, and I'm going to say this, I honestly think that they did so many close-up of Kristen Stewart's face doing different facial expressions as if to prove a point to her haters. That she can do <laughs> more than a small smile. Or I don't... biting her lip. Yeah. She did not bite her lip once during this movie. Not that I can remember, no. I watched it last night. Ashley watched it today, so her memory's a little more fresh. Yeah. And I couldn't take notes. That was the only that was the only bad yeah, thing. Yeah, you can't take so. notes in a movie theater. It's too dark. That's my excuse. I mean, I could with the flashlight on my phone, but people wouldn't be happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um so yeah, and she's like sexing it up with this guy on a balcony and they're in Brazil and you know, he's like, "Yeah, you're beautiful and all, but like <laughs> women don't need to be mechanics or anything like that. And she's like, oh, but baby, they can be anything they want to be. And then she starts doing, like, this bondage shit with the curtain. Well, yeah, it's um not just the bondage. It was like, um, you know, like, it's like aerial acrobats or something. Uh-huh. Yeah, she was killing it, son. Yeah, like, it was really beautiful, actually. <laughs> yeah. But she's... And then she's... 
you know. Well, yeah, because she's uh, like say while she's doing that, she's like saying all this. Uh, all this stuff like she has a full speech and then she's like yeah and it takes like seven seconds for a guy to Amanda re- <laughs> for a man to you yeah. know feel that like a woman is a threat and it's like interesting okay and it's and it's too late by then and then he's like what are you to who are you and she's like I'm just a decoy stud and then Jane comes in and she is the muscle to Sabina's sexy, and she, like, beats the shit out of a whole bunch of guys, um, and they end up, uh, you know, winning, uh, and this, this guy that they're trying to get, um, his name's Johnny, uh, and Johnny Australia, I think is his name, yeah. or some shit <laughs> like that, uh, it's not his real name, but that's what everybody calls him, he's, like, an arms dealer or something, he works in the black market, yeah, and, uh, Bosley shows up and he's like, good work, angels, you know, blah, 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 blah. Uh, And so Jane and Sabina leave. uh, But Sabina's like talking shit about Jane. She's like, don't you ever have fun? Don't you know what the word fun means? And after she's strapped into a harness. Because there was that one part where she's like, yeah, you should go on a date sometime. Have a guy, you know, touch your. (laughs) And it's like, (laughs) oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Uh, what surprised me was that this movie was PG-13 because there are scenes where, like, they get shot. And one of the things about PG-13 movies is, like, you're not supposed to show blood splatter. Yeah. And, like, there are moments where people get shot and you see the blood splatter behind them. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> You know, not super gory or anything. I was just surprised that it was PG-13. Because if this movie came out 10 years ago, it probably would have been R-rated. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Even though there's hardly any cussing. Mm -hmm. Ratings are so dumb. I don't even think there was, like, one F word. Like, no F bombs. There wasn't. Yeah. I think that's where they made it up at, right? Like, okay, we'll show blood splatter, but we won't say the F word. Yeah. Um, so anyway, after Sabina rides her shit, Jane basically shoves her off of the fucking thing. It was so funny. (laughs) And then she's like, that was fun. And she looks at the other angels while she's doing it. Um, and that's it. There's, uh, you know, a cut scene and it's been a year. And this is where we meet Elena's character. And Elena is trying to explain to her boss that she sent in a report saying this new power technology uh, can give people really bad strokes and kill them. Um, and I need to be able to go back in and fix it. Yeah. And the guy doesn't let her talk at all. No, not at all. At all. Like, he... She's, like, sitting there, like, kind of rolling her eyes, like, oh, god damn it, let me, like, say something. And then he's like, okay, meeting's done now, bye. And And she's like, but, um, and he's like, oh, no, no, you've talked enough, don't you think? Let's, let's move along now, move along. Okay, sweetie, you know, get out of here. I don't need to talk to you anymore. Yeah, well, she does say something to him, and he touches her hand, and he's like, you're smart enough to know better than to say anything else. Yeah. You know, like, you know better, honey. You're very condescending. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's leaving, and she's upset, and this lady is like, oh, you dropped something, and so she picks it up, and it's a Charlie's Angels calling card. Yeah. 
so she calls in and after they get the tip we meet Jane again and she's training with her Bosley and this is where we learn about how everything has expanded uh, in, it used to be just a California based uh, uh, agency Yes, and there were only like 3 to 10 angels at any given time uh, but John Bosley uh, the OG has managed to help create a bigger agency. And so there are installations all over the world of the Townsend Agency. <sighs> it's fantastic. And uh, <laughs> every single person that is a handler has the title of Bosley, named for the OG John Bosley. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he's retiring now. Um, and one of the funny things about this was how they superimposed Patrick Stewart uh, onto Bill like, Murray's the, the 1970s uh, Charlie's Angels and the 2000s Charlie's Angels. Yeah. Uh, also, ignore yeah, my dog was... barking in the background. Is that? Oh, I didn't even notice. <laughs> oh, I did. I'm sure my mic picked it up. Uh, but yeah, so. Uh, he's having a retirement party, and oh. what we notice is all of the Bosleys are men, except for one. No, no, there's a there's a few other Bosleys that are. Oh well, all the ones in the room are male, and I think there's only like two w- other women on the screens well, that are like wishing him a happy retirement. Yeah, because I saw. Well, because actually, that was the one thing I kept like checking out was uh, the screens, because I would say there were. I think there was three others. I'm not sure, but there was like one woman that had dark hair. There was an Asian woman, and then there was like somebody else, right? And then, mm-hmm. of course, Elizabeth Banks. But the funniest thing that I found was like while you were looking at the the people on the screens, like you know that they just had to like stand there and just like pretend to nod or whatever part right. for when they were filming this. Like, there uh-huh. is legit one dude who is, like, sitting in a car where he's just, like, nodding at weird times or something. <laughs> and he's just, like, and it's really super close to his face compared to everybody else. Like, everybody right. else is pretty, like, centered, but he looks like he's, like, in the back of a car that's driving and he's, like, got it in his hand and it's turned up and it's you know that like way how some dudes like take pictures of themselves but they're doing a selfie but they want nobody else to know that they're doing a selfie so they do it from like their lap and you're like why the fuck are you putting this on your tinder profile like for fuck's (laughs) sakes gross if i wanted to see what it looked like giving you a blowjob i would give you a blowjob oh wow (laughs) Um, so we, we find out that good old Charlie is finally, uh, not Charlie, good old, uh, uh, John Bosley's finally retiring. Uh, and then after that, um, we see one of the Bosleys, uh, played by Juman Hansu, uh, meeting with Elena at this coffee shop where Jane and Sabina have been tasked with helping. So Sabina's on lookout and Jane is playing a waitress in the coffee shop. Yeah. Uh, 
And so they're having this conversation, and Jane notices that there's a guy who is watching them from a reflective surface on his typewriter and just typing in nonsense. Yeah. So she slips a tip to Bosley and Elena saying, get the fuck out, right? And before anything can happen, the guy, like, she grabs, Jane grabs her gun and then goes straight for the guy that's, like, obviously stalking them. And boom, we have a huge action scene. Oh, yeah. And it's thrilling. And the funny part was Sabina, who was on the lookout, and she had to go down, like, 20 flights of fucking stairs. Oh, yeah, I thought of that, and I'm like... Man, it would have the exactly. It would have been so much faster. But you know, comedy. So yeah, she's going down all those flights of stairs. So it takes Saying, her a little. Oh shit! Yeah. So it takes her a little bit, right? And then um, the whole fight's going on, and while that fight's going on, um, uh, what's his? Oh shoot! Uh, Bosley and. Uh, Elena are like going to you know grab a car I assume or something well they grab the car and then it's Jane is uh Jane gets in the car too and um <laughs> then the guy that had tried to kill them in the coffee shop starts talk- stalking them in this big ass SUV oh yeah and he's like got a, a machine gun tank. in the passenger seat <laughs> holy shit <laughs> oh yeah uh. that, that's the part Elena's like um, you're not a waitress? And it's like, no, hi, I'm Jane. And she's like, uh, okay. I guess this is yeah, happening like, now. Yeah, and then they start shooting, and she's like, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. Which, like, I mean, me fair. either. <laughs> uh, and Jane, of course, like, ends up, like, getting up, and she's shooting the gun off at the guy, but he's got, like, bulletproof gra- glass and stuff. Um, he does end up running them off into a lake, but he also shoots uh, Bosley in the neck. And uh, then after the car crashes, Jane is able to free Elena um, and get to the surface. And before she's able to do that, Sabina tries to kill the guy that killed uh, that killed Bosley and tried to kill Elena and Jane. And then he, like explodes the vehicle behind her so she gets discombobulated and he just walks off all cool and shit uh so yeah it it sucks as you do as you do i i thought it was interesting that the jump drive that she had with her like kind of sinks to the bottom elena yeah kind of sinks to the bottom and you never ever worry about that jump drive again like i thought someone was gonna you know try and go down and recover it well, that's the thing. They're fucking like they're angels. Don't they have scuba gear or something? Like yeah. that's what my thought was. Like, hey, get the fucking scuba gear and get your ass down that river. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Yep. Uh, so they go to this countryside thing. Jane, Sabina, and Elena, and Elizabeth Banks meets them there as another Bosley, and she explains that the Bosley that died was named Edgar. And Jane holds it together. Elena's puking her guts up. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 all it's all a lot. Uh, it's very much like that was probably what felt like the most real part was like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, obviously she's puking up her guts because 
like if you were going through that excitement i guess <laughs> like she's in utter shock right like yeah and she's been whipped around nearly drowned she's she's going through some shit yeah and jane has just suffered a loss that she considers personal and she's in a state of shock to the point that she's numb mm-hmm. well it's, so, that was her mentor right yeah that was her mentor that was her handler because the, every bosley has you know, a couple of angels that they mentor and look after and handle and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so they get to a safe house and then they end up uh, going to Germany, I think, where one of the main angel headquarters are. And we meet Saint, who is amazing. <laughs> He's like their body wellness person. Yeah, he, um... He was funny. <laughs> like, that part where he looks at Elena and he's like, uh, can, you look, you know, out of shape. And then he goes, um, can I touch you? Do I have consent to touch your back? And she's like, yeah, sure. And then he does this thing and readjusts something in her spine. And he's like, it was a dislocated rib. You know, a misplaced rib. It happens all the time. You should feel much better now. And she's like, oh, wow, because she does feel so much better. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. He was great. Uh, later on in the movie, when they do the closet scene, best part of the movie. I mean... Uh, there was a lot of really cool stuff in there. Oh, yeah. like And they paid homage to the original 1970s show and to the 2000s movie showing costumes from both of those eras, which I thought was really cool. I, yeah, um, I thought that was really... Uh, was it, it was a good like little moment to be like, hey, this is part of the work. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Um... And so they, they outfit themselves with some gear and they realize that Patrick, the guy that she, uh, that Elena had whistleblown to, has, oh, well, we kind of skipped, uh, we kind of skipped a part. They end up going back to where Elena works to try and get these powerful things, like these power cells. Yeah. And while they're there, Jane meets, uh, <laughs> Noah Centineo's character, uh, Langston and they have this flirty little thing in the lab like that part where she opens the mayonnaise packet with her teeth and he's like you touched it with your mouth a mouth has like 10 million uh, germs and then she's like you're adorable and he t she takes a bite of his sandwich <laughs> and then there okay so the other thing too was so they're all in these, like, bobbed haircuts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and they're wearing very similar clothes. But right before uh, Elena goes in, she meets this guy who obviously has a crush on her. Like, a, one oh, of the security yeah, like, guys. But he's, like... Yeah. Creepy. Yeah. Like, a little... Too like, familiar. he sees her coming in, and he goes immediately to her to, like, scan her up close and personal. Yeah. Mm, it was gross. Like, he knew he was doing it just so he could get close to her boobs. Yeah, it was... Um, and it, it felt kind of like it was one of those moments where it was like, oh, okay, this is a very real, 
you know, thing that does happen to women. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so the the whole thing with them wearing the different wigs and all that is they've stolen ID badges and they're trying to get these power cell things that Elena has invented and worked on. Uh, they find out that all but one of them has been taken. And then the the scramble scenes were really funny when they're like, the guy's like, they're on the 11th floor. How is she on the third floor? And then the poor woman that they end up subjugating. <laughs> and she's like, I don't understand. It wasn't me. And they're like, ah, oh, shit, we've been duped. Uh, but... Uh, they they do manage to escape, but what ends up happening is Elena's horse. She's the only power cell that she had to override the door, and she tries to get the guy to that had like tried to feel her up, basically, yeah. to move away from the door because of the issue that they have with the uh, power cells causing people to stroke out. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't listen, of course, and then he dies. And, like, while they're driving away, Elena's like, he's going to be okay, right? And Jane's like, yeah, 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 fine, sure, mm-hmm. And then later on, she calls him, like, the Richard Killer or something, whatever oh, his name was. Yeah, yeah, I was like, well, because she's like, I killed him, I killed him. And she's, uh, and they're like, oh, don't, don't take that on, like, that's collateral damage. Like, it's... <laughs> collateral shit, damage. That shit happens, right? Also, he was a skeevy creep. Yeah. Like, that was their way. It was very... Which I guess, in a sense, when you are in that line of work, you have to kind of compartmentalize things. Yeah. And to them, like, he was a skeevy creep, and he was unfortunately just a victim... But there's nothing they can do about it, and they can't dwell on it because it would distract them from their very important work and trying to stop a terrorist from getting a hold of this stuff on the black market. Yeah. So. Well, it's like uh, that one character says, you have to break a few eggs to to bake a cake or something. Break a few eggs to make a cake. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And she's like, no, you, that's an omelet. Get it right. Yeah, like, if you're gonna talk about killing people and using metaphors, at least use the right fucking metaphor. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, um, after this, uh, they figure out that Patrick is going to Turkey to try and sell this stuff on the black market. And so we see this one little scene where uh, Bosley, uh, the Elizabeth Banks Bosley, is like, don't tell anybody. Obviously, we're just going to Brazil. Don't tell anybody we're going to Turkey. And then you kind of see her outside saying, we're going to Turkey to someone in a black sedan, and you can't see anything but a ring on their finger. Mm -hmm. So right here, you're getting your red herring, right? There were a couple of red herrings in this movie. Patrick was a red herring, and uh, Bosley was a red herring. And if you know what a red herring is, then whatever. Uh... So they go to Turkey, and we meet this lady that Jane used to, like, work with when she was MI6, and uh, the lady runs an underground clinic to help women get birth control and abortions, and I thought that was an interesting take. Yes. Yep, Yep, she helps women get female products, uh, birth control, abortions, you know, because... Uh, Jane ends up having to abandon her because of her job at MI6, which causes her to quit because she feels like she betrayed a friend. 
and the woman, you know, the woman's very upset with her, and Jade's like, I'm so sorry, and the woman's like, yeah, but you don't understand how many women I had to turn away because you guys quit funding me. Mm-hmm. And Jane's mm-hmm. like, well, we'll give you all the funding, whatever you want. And Oh, yeah, I, I so. do have to say, like, the park, so they give her a bunch of, like, supplies, and they're like, yeah, we'll give you, you know, another, like, drop in six months, and she's like, no, four months. And then yeah. they're like, oh, yeah, four months, right? And sure. then the second part is she, like, uh, they're, like, negotiating. Well, yeah, she's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, you're going to give me the keys for that van as well. And I, I just remember being, like, baller move. move. Yes, yes. She was great. Um, so they go to this rock quarry. That's where they track Patrick, too. Yeah. And while they're there, the guy that tried to assassinate them is there. And uh, the guy, Johnny Australia, from the first part of the movie is there. Interesting. Yeah. What's going on? Hmm. Hmm. What's he doing there? Yeah, because wasn't he supposed to be arrested? What's he doing out of jail? It's very interesting. Uh, So what ends up happening is uh, Patrick is told that he has to use the thing on anyone, pick anyone, to see if it actually kills. And Patrick's like, well, I can't do that. So he gets shot in the head. And it's a pretty up close and personal uh, shot. Like, they show it on camera with a flash and everything. And I was like, okay, wasn't expecting that. (laughs) Yeah. Because usually in a PG-13 movie, they'll pan away from that shit. Yeah, but nope, just straight up. Assassinated. Boom. Done. Dead. Uh, So they're packing things away. And uh, I can't remember who, but Sabina or Jane end up accidentally giving away their location. Uh, But Elena has locked them into this uh, area where the rocks are falling into this thing. Um, And then there's another cool fight scene. Uh, uh, And Sabina almost dies. Yes. She uh, she ends up, like, falling into the place where they crunch the rocks into gravel. Yeah. And it's... Yep. That almost happens. Yeah, and at the same time, Elena, who has no fight experience, is having to fight this big, burly dude. <laughs> and she does end up, like, managing to subdue him. My favorite part was when she had the mouse and was, like, beating the shit out of him with the mouse. Yeah. I was like, yes, girl, get him. Well, she could, yeah, because she kept fighting. And, like, I mean, she actually got hurt during that fight because, like, there's a part where she, like, bump full on, like, hits her head against, like, the wall and shit. Yeah. Like, that shit looked like it actually fucking hurt. I wonder um, how much of her own stunts she did because she did look like she was struggling in that one. Um, Yeah. Jane has managed to uh, run down the guy that uh, had tried to kill them before in Belgium. Um, but he manages to get away. They're all trying to call, call Bosley. Bosley has disappeared. Oh no. Where is she gone? Nobody knows. 
Uh, yeah. And, and Elena ends up tranquilizing herself with one of those little blue dots. Yeah, because well, she's about to. Mint. Yeah, she was about to put it on to the dude, and it was like, oh, wrong side. And she tranquilizes herself and then, like, <laughs> passes out. And uh, then the next uh, part, because uh, there's the part where uh, Sabina uh, is like, did the newbie just tranquilize herself? And it's like, yep. <laughs> Yep. So, and it's like obviously a thing that's happened before. Yeah. So uh, they uh, they end up on a boat, uh, like in the middle of uh, Istanbul, right? And uh, mm-hmm. just you know going across. And then there's that part where uh, the cute little girl, yeah, who's like, is like, is she dead? <laughs> Well, yeah, that was after uh, Kristen Stewart had done all of those funny faces Wait. to show that, hey, she can do faces. I have range. She, <laughs> she does more than just a half smile. Um, so. Yeah. Fuck those haters. Uh, so she uh, she's like, hey, if you want to see if she's dead? Why don't you touch her? And the girl touches her and then immediately Elena wakes up and she's like, are we on a boat? And Sabina's like, yeah, honey, we're on a boat. (laughs) So they get back to the agency and they have a discussion and then they're like, oh, so it must be Bosley because obviously it wouldn't be the first time that an angel has gone rogue. And this, of course, is hearkening back to um, the 2002 or 2003 Charlie's Angels Full Throttle movie where Demi Moore's character is a former angel who goes rogue. Right? So it's not impossible. Yeah. Uh. And then Elena gets a phone call from Patrick Stewart's John Bosley telling them, you need to get out of the house. You're in danger. You're in danger. And she's like, what? And then, boom. Yeah. And then the next part is like, just her her, waking up with her ears ringing. Yeah. And not being very disoriented and like getting up and like looking around and she goes outside and that's the part where, she sees uh, Elizabeth uh, Banks's Bosley yelling at her, and but then um, the original Bosley comes up and he like shoots Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Banks, yeah. yeah. And then he's like, "You're and- coming with me now." Yeah. Uh, so he takes her, and we notice that the guy who had tried to kill them with the tattoos on his neck sees. Patrick Stewart put Elena in the car, but he doesn't chase after them. And then you start thinking, why the fuck isn't he chasing after him? Mm-hmm. If she's trying to kill Elena, why? What's going on? What's what's going on? Yeah. Well, see, uh, that's the thing. I was I was slightly disappointed with this one. Like I understood why they had gone with that, but like I don't know. Yeah, I it felt predictable. We're almost a little bit. We're almost to the end of the movie now. So what ends up happening is Jane is crying over Sabina who is unconscious when they finally get to safety. And she's like, "I can't lose you too. It's too much." And Sabina wakes up and she's like, "Are you actually crying?" And like kind of gives her shit for it. It was cute. It was funny. It was a light moment. Um, And then we see Elizabeth Banks come in, and she's like, hey, look, 
it's not me. It's the OG Bosley that's doing all this shit, and we have to save Elena before it's too late. So they have to go to this party that Alexander Brock is holding. Alexander Brock had initially hired Charles Bosley, we find out, to overhead security. And he tried to get Elena killed because she tr- she whistleblowed on the fact that the technology he was using, you know, could kill people. Yep. Also, there was this one part where after the reveal with uh, Bosley happens that they put Elena in this, like, gold collar and leash, and I didn't like it. No, I thought that was really fucking weird. It was a a weird choice. Like, what are they trying to say? That she's going to be subjugated and submissive to them or else? I have a lot. I don't know. I I have a lot to say about these little things. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so don't get me wrong. I liked this movie. I thought it was fun, but there was little things in this movie that went like, "We get it. You're fucking feminists. Like come, oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. come fucking on. Do we have to have these like every little thing? Like it just like phoned in moments. Yeah, like the, there was so many little phoned in moments where I was like. Come on, okay? This kind doesn't... beat you over the head. Yeah, yeah, like, this does not happen. Like, it doesn't... Kind of took you out of the movie a little. Yeah, exactly. Like, this doesn't happen in other action movies, right? Like, you just tell the story. You don't have to I... go into, like... Like, you don't have to be like, see, guys? See, guys? This. It's feminist. Look how feminist it is. And and there were a lot of moments where it was like, okay. Fucking girl power. Like, we get it. Girl power. They're fucking women who are spies. Like, uh, obviously, it's girl power. I think uh, other movies that have women spies that do it better is probably uh, the actual movie Spy with Melissa McCarthy yeah. and also The Heat with Melissa McCarthy and Sandra Bullock. Like, I feel like those two movies do a better job um, of being feminist and having women in action roles. They're not trying to they're not make beating excuses you over for the themselves. Head. Well, that's the thing. They're not beating you over the head with, like, these... No, they just are. ...little... Increase like little moments of like, look guys, it's feminist, and it's. I think, I think that's just a quirk of Elizabeth Banks, though. Trying to like, it almost felt like the movie was trying to prove itself to its haters, mm. you know, and it shouldn't have. Like it was trying to. It's exactly what you said. It's like, see, I'm doing the thing, and you don't have to do that because there was a girl power. Uh, kind of thing going with both of the Charlie's Angels movies that came out in the early 2000s. Yeah. Like, you got that girl power without the whole beating you over the head with it kind of thing. Yeah. Like, the one scene I particularly remember was the one where Elena gets up and she's like, I need to be part of this team. I can do it. And then Jane's like, well, we were just going to give you the tablet, but do you feel better? You know, like like that thing where she has this whole speech about it. It, it was almost making fun of itself, but at the same time, those kind of moments really just pulled us out of the movie, I think. It, it, it like, felt like it, it was like a moment where they were breaking the fourth wall, like, yeah, which a lot of movies are tending to do these days. And I mean, mm-hmm. I think... Meta humor is super huge right now. Well, yeah, which I, like, understand... 
Um, like, for example, meta humor with Deadpool works because that's Deadpool's character, right? Mm-hmm. But you don't have to do meta humor for everything. Like, Disney does enough fucking meta humor to the point that it's, oh. like, really been, like, thrown it's into it. And I, I'm just like, okay, like, I don't know. Who the fuck is writing this shit? Like, please, just fucking stop. Yeah, you, you don't have to do it. It, it kind of yeah. makes you... Th- it it kind of undermines your audience, right? It makes your audience feel dumb. Like, the whole point... A good, write, a good writer, which... This is the first time Elizabeth Banks has written anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm gonna give her credit where it's due. Like, for a first screenplay, it's pretty damn good. Yeah. Uh, and I think a lot of this stuff could be ironed out if she gets more experience in writing screenplays. Well, uh, and and not just that, too. Like, okay, so, like, we had just watched, um, what's it called? Ocean's 8, right? Which did a good job of, like, showing, hey, girl power without having to beat you over the head with it. Yeah, and I I honestly think that's just a quirk of Elizabeth Banks not really having any writing experience Mm -hmm, on screenplays before. I, I honestly think so. Um, I feel well, like I mean, she would she be much... did that and directed it, so... Yeah. Like, it's it's pretty good. Like, if I gave it a score out of 10, I'd give it about a 7. Yeah. You know, it's enjoyable to watch. The story, it gets a little muddled near the end, but ultimately it's good. I feel like the acting was on point for everybody. I think everybody did a fantastic job with their acting. Yeah. Nothing felt over the top. Um, you know, like a lot of times you get like almost cartoonish villains in this case. Yeah. Uh, but you did like there were cartoonish villains in the Charlie's Angels and Charlie's Angels Full Throttle, those two movies. Yeah. I didn't get the cartoonish uh, no, vibe there. No, I, I, I will have to say there wasn't really that cartoonish because even the guy like the assassin guy who they could have definitely he gone. felt threatening. Yeah. Like he was actually really scary. Like, a, yeah. a scary thought of of somebody. And, like, that's... He barely said any words. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. His, his entire presence was just body. Yeah. And, like, his body language emitted power. It emitted strength. And it emitted, like, horror. Like, I wouldn't want to be caught with him in a back alley somewhere. Like, that's how good of a job the actor did without saying more than 10 words mm-hmm. I think throughout the whole film yeah uh, so yeah like everything was good about it so, I just feel like the writing suffered just a little bit especially towards the end where like the uh, other movies you know from before I mean don't get me wrong fucking loved Crispin Glover uh, but but it was weird his character was super cartoonishly like which I think I think with the first two movies, not necessarily the TV show, because I don't have enough experience watching the TV show to give a, a concise opinion about and it. And also, Tom Green wasn't in this movie, and, like, he should have been. <laughs> no, because he'd have humped a dead moose, and we don't need that. Um, That's just what we do in Canada, for God's sakes. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um uh, one of the things I, I wanted to talk about in comparison between the, this movie and the two movies that came out in the 2000s is the ones that came in in the 2000s were very on the Matrix trend. They were very stylized. They were more about imagery, really, than story. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one was more about story and more about action. And I also feel like 
there was a sense of fakeness and quirkiness to the first two. That doesn't mean it's bad. It's just like it felt more cartoonish, whereas this felt more realistic. It felt like there were actual stakes. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. whereas in the first two movies, I didn't get that. Like, you know, it was just an action movie with this one. This was an action movie that had some heart to it. Yeah. If that makes sense. Now, the ending, (laughs) this is the worst part of the movie, but uh, that's because it gets so muddled at the end. So we find out that John Bosley is actually the one that's doing everything, and it's because he retired, and he wanted to basically make his own agency. Um, And then he wants to use uh, this technology that Elena has created to assassinate people who do bad things. Yeah. Or yeah. some shit like that. Uh, of course, I, Alexander Brock is on 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 with this. Yeah. It's very muddled and like I didn't really understand the ending. Like I mean Yeah, and then also like there's this weird thing that happens where Patrick Stewart basically pulls Noah Centineo out of a fucking closet and he's like, He's been in here the whole time and it's like, now you're gonna do what I say or we're gonna kill him. Yeah. Um and it's like really we're going with that? It didn't make sense because even though there's an established friendship between Langston and Elena I didn't, like, he's not the romantic interest of Elena. He's the romantic interest of Jane. Well, I don't know. I'm just, I just saying, felt Gracie, like that was a if I was point. in Elena's, you know, uh, spot, right, hypothetically speaking, and then, like, um, Patrick Stewart pulled you out of the closet, right, and you had, like, tape over your mouth, and you were like, oh, no, they're going to kill me, I would give them the codes, too. So, I'm just saying friendship i i just i just friendship feel is magic like, i just feel like it was unnecessary okay you see what i mean yeah just like the dog collar she's wearing the, it just yeah. feels unnecessary the, the yeah the dog collar was very unnecessary like it see it was a little like you didn't have to do that I, I, it was like confusing. He, it was, yeah, it was he was like intimidating. Intimidate. Can't talk. Intimidate. You know what? Intimidate. Intimidating. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, his character was like that enough that you didn't have to put a fucking dog collar on her to make it yeah, extra you didn't scary. Have to bring, you didn't have to bring BDSM into this. I mean, you know, some people are into that and that's cool, but... But they were treating it like it's something to be scared of. So, like, Elizabeth Banks, are you kink-shaming people? How dare you? Uh, Maybe I like wearing so, a dog collar. So, yeah. I was a cute uh, collar. This... <laughs> Sorry. There's this big fight scene between Jane and the assassin guy with the tattoos on his neck. Um, yeah, because she's she out does, for revenge. And, oh, yeah, for sure. Because he killed her Edgar, you know, her Bosley. Uh, and she ends up, like, winning. And he ends up toppling over onto an ice sculpture. And he gets impaled. Oh, like, fully impaled. And you and, see it. And there's even, yeah. And then there's <laughs> even that part, like, there's blood dripping and everything. And then there's uh-huh. the part where, like... Uh, the oh, fuck what's his name uh the guy alexander brock yeah, alexander brock is like why is this happening <laughs> honestly he-, he was the most privileged white boy ever 
Which I'm sure was the point. Like, there's one scene earlier in the movie when he finds out Elena's escaped, and he, like, screams and throws his phone and then has to use his assistant's phone. <laughs> he was just awful. Um, so, anyway, they save the day, and then there's this part where Elizabeth Banks confronts John Bosley, uh, Patrick Stewart's Bosley, and they don't really have a physical out and out like he like kind of punches her but then the lights go out um and then when they come back up everybody around them basically falls over in a faint because they've been tranquilized with those altoid darts yeah except for women uh a lot of the women and it turns out that the room was full of angels um Yep. And that's, uh, oh, and we find out that Johnny Australia had been working with Patrick Stewart's Bosley, but now worked for Elizabeth Banks Bosley um, and still has the hots for Sabina. Oh, the other thing I do want to say about this is uh, Jane's outfit. Um, I want to know where she got it because it was fucking amazing. I love yeah, that Yeah, and she green. had her natural curls out, too. Hell yeah, girl. Well, that, yeah, Get. like, that color of green is, like, my all-time favorite. It's basically my color for drag. <laughs> so, it looks like <laughs> the Northern Lights. Yeah. Like, um, now, there actually is a funny line. Like, th- this is how the movie ends. Patrick Stewart's character is going to be arrested, all that fun shit. They go back and uh, we hear Charlie's voice congratulating them. But it turns out that Charlie is no longer Charlie. And um, if I remember correctly, the voice is actually Kelly Garrett. Yeah. No, Jacqueline, Jacqueline Smith, who played Kelly Garrett, and she's revealed to be the new Charlie with a voice modulator. Um, of course, uh, John Forsyth passed away in 2010, and he was the original voice of Charlie. So Yeah. Uh, and it's mentioned that Charlie did die uh, in the movie. Um, I don't remember exactly when, but it does happen. <sighs> and then we have some cute scenes where, you know, uh, Elena is learning how to be an angel, and uh, she gets her wings, and that's the end of the movie. Now, I, I failed to mention my favorite line in this whole movie is where Sabina is talking about her life story. Okay. And, and she's like, yeah, like, you know, I had it really hard growing up and uh, I was on this side of poverty and I had to go to prison. And then Jane looks at her and she goes, but weren't you a rich girl? And Sabina goes, yeah, more money, more problems. (laughs) Uh, And then later on when they're at the horse track, which we kind of skipped over, uh, Elena's like, I didn't know you could ride horses. And Sabina's like, yeah, more more money, more horses. (laughs) (laughs) That whole, I I liked that scene. Like, I know we skipped it completely, but it just... uh... It, it didn't really do anything for the plot. It was no, fun, but it no, didn't it do was, anything No, it was basically plot. just the um, the moment to show that, like, hey, guys, they're in, like, different cool outfits, which is a very mm-hmm. Charlie's Angels sort of, you know, moment, yeah. right? And uh, those outfits, you know, had uh, Kristen Stewart in a jockey outfit, right? Uh, and then um, Elena was in uh, this, like, 
rich person's outfit, but like with the fancy hat and stuff, mm-hmm. which was pinned to her head because there was a part where she was like running and shit. And it like, I think it obviously it kept falling off her head, so they had to like pin it. <laughs> but, um, and then, uh, Jane was like in this like badass bitch outfit, so. Oh, yeah, 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 for but, sure. Yeah. It was now. Aside from the ending being a little weak, I feel like the rest of the movie was really good. Yeah, like the, the I really liked that they had uh, Patrick Stewart as as Bosley. Yeah, I, I did too. I I think I think what happened with the ending is it just kind of was anticlimactic. And as I was leaving the theater, that seemed to be the general consensus from the conversation I could hear around me was like, yeah, it was good. I just wish the ending would have been better. And I and so you know this is just uh, it's hard to end a movie. You know, like the. The hardest part of a movie is the ending, I think, when you're writing it. Because you want it to sell. Like, an ending is a selling point. Yeah. An an ending can make or break things. Look at Game of Thrones. Well, that's... Yeah. No kidding. (laughs) Yeah, well, I feel like they were really bringing it up. Like, thinking that they're going to get a sequel. Like, that's kind of the feeling. And I really do hope they get that sequel. Mm -hmm. um, Because... I mean, like, I would love to see these, uh, see them in action again. I thought they were very, they were all very charming in their own way. Yes. Um, another thing I really noticed, uh, compared to the original TV show and the, um, and the movies that came out in 2000s compared to this one was, uh, there wasn't a lot of jiggling. There wasn't a lot of sexy just for being sexy. Like one of the problematic, yeah. One of the problematic issues that I have with the first two movies, as much as I love them is how they sexualize Lucy Liu's character. Like she's a Filipina dominatrix kind of thing. It's, it's not cool. I don't like it. Which I, which wasn't the only time that they did that with... Because in the first one, they had her as, like, a masseuse. Yeah. And it was, like... And then, like, she tells her dad that she's a bikini waxer. And then, like, her boyfriend thinks that she's an exotic dancer. Yeah. Yeah. I just... That's one of the things I didn't like. Like, sex work is cool and all. It's just that in a film, there is a huge market of fetishizing Asian women. Yeah. Specifically East Asian women. So. So, um. Yikes. (laughs) Yeah. And I didn't get that. I didn't get, like, yes, these women were sexy. Yes, they could do all the stuff. But I didn't feel like they were being sexualized, if that makes sense. The other thing, too, right, is, like, so, Australia, like, the... Mr. Australia? Yeah. Um, Australia man? Like, he was, obviously, he's not gonna be, he's, like, not obsessed, but, you know, really like Sabina. Um, But, I'm sorry, she's a lesbian, or at least bisexual. Oh, for sure. There were definite overtones, like... She's like, oh, yeah, like, she talks about her first wedding. She was getting married to a woman, but she was the better shot. Um, And there's also the scene where she, like, goes to a gym to steal the ID card. Yeah. 
And she is checking the woman out behind the counter and a couple of women out, um, you know, in the thing. And I like the fact that you can pick up on this, but it's normalized and she's not fetishized for it. Yeah. Which brings us, uh, well, no, not to our test yet. I do have a couple of things with trivia, but I do want to get to our tests. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the movie features extensive use of guns and other explosive weaponry, which is a marked change from the two movies before, which star and producer Drew Barrymore insisted that angels use no guns at all and almost no weapons aside from their martial arts skills. I like the inclusion of guns. It's more realistic. Yes. Doesn't necessarily mean I like guns, but I do think guns in action movies kind of go hand in hand. Exactly. Of course, uh, the main single for the movie was Don't Call Me Angel, which is a song that's been sung by Ariana Grande, Miley Cyrus, and Lana Del Rey. Uh, the last thing I want to mention as far as trivia, because there isn't too much because it is just after opening weekend, um, is just like I said earlier, Jacqueline Smith, who played one of the original angels, Kelly Garrett, on the TV version is revealed to be Charlie. Having used a voice modulator to emulate a male voice, Smith was the only actress to remain in the original series throughout its entire run and Kelly was the lone angel from the TV series to appear in the later film adaptations so there's that That Um, there were there were a lot of cameos though in the post credit scenes yeah um okay so the the one thing I was kind of sad to not see was that uh, Cameron Diaz Lucy Liu and Drew Barrymore were not cameos at all I very much wish that was the one thing I was really kind of excited to see I Um, wanted to see that too that's why I hung around I was like okay so we've got like one of the original angels she made an appearance and then like one of the original angels was Charlie's voice and then you had I think Ronda Rousey and Danica Patrick as well as uh, Laverne uh, Cox. Laverne Cox, yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. We'll at least see one of the three from the movies that came out in the 2000s, right? Like, I would have fucking died to see Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz. You know, like, oh, it would have been so good. Which, if there's a sequel and this one has a big success, which I'm hoping for, we end up getting uh, Lucy Liu or Cameron Diaz or Drew Barrymore involved um, oh, as yeah. far as a cameo. Yeah. Or a small part. Like, that would be amazing. Oh, it would be fucking amazing. Um, so I would die. The <laughs> there were those uh, three post-credits. And then also, there were the recruit, um, like, cameos, which included Haley Steinfeld, singer, actress, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then there was Lily uh, Reinhardt, who is from uh, Riverdale. And then mm-hmm. there was uh, Ali... Uh, Raisman, who is a gymnast. I think, a, did she win the gold medal? Two-time Olympian. I think Allie Raisman's the one that did the smirk. You know, like the famous... Uh, is that her? I think so. Uh, Don't quote me on that, but, but I'm pretty sure that's her. But she was one of the, like, um, fierce five, final five of, like, the mm-hmm. gymnast team that, you know, um... Did very well. Like I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. she she must have won a gold. Yeah, she was a member of like the gold winning team from both of those from World Championships, and it's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, and then also there was uh, Chloe Kim, who is uh, a snowboarder 
and uh, she won the gold medal for the women's uh, snowboard halfpipe at 17. <laughs> nice. Yep. Um, so, uh, now that we've gone through some trivia, well, let's do tests, oh. right? Okay, so first we have our uh, Bechdel test. Do we have two named female characters on screen alone talking about something other than a man? And the answer is yes. It is a pass. Uh, then we have Macomori test. Do you have two... Uh, do you have a woman... Oh, I fucked up. Racial Bechdel test. Do you have two people of color on screen talking about something other than a white person? Yes, because two of the angels are non-white. Yes. So, and there are several moments where Jane and uh, Jane and uh, Elena have conversations. So it passes. Mm -hmm. Then we have the uh, Macomori test. Do you have a female character whose story arc isn't about pushing a male character's narrative forward? And the answer is they all have a motivation um, that is not based on pushing a male narrative forward. So it's passed. Then we have the Duvernay test. Do you have people of color whose uh, Whose story arc isn't about pushing a white narrative forward. I feel like Elena's motivation and Jane's motivation was about personal discovery and overcoming their own shit while also trying to save the world, so I'm going to give it a pass. Then we have the Vito Russo test. Do you have a person who identifies on the GSRM spectrum, gender, sexuality, or romantic minority? Do they have agency? Do they matter to the plot? Are they more than just a stereotype? And bless the Lord, yes. Because Sabina is either bisexual or a lesbian. It's very heavily implied. And Although never... I will say, would have liked to see if they, you know, actually confirmed it, okay? It little gay baiting here like a little a, a little a little gay but baiting, i think it but... was i i think the idea was to normalize yeah and this movie like i don't think they set out just to make her you know lgbt i don't think yeah. like just for it i also think that might have been a subtle nudge to Kristen stewart who is out as a bisexual woman yeah so, um, I thought that was cool. Uh, no, and you I don't necessarily, it, yeah, I don't necessarily know if she was bisexual or a lesbian, but it's very obvious that she was not straight. So, um, I really like that. So I'm going to give that a pass. Then we have the sexy lamp test. Can you replace a named female character with a sexy lamp and it not take away from the plot? All of the four main women are vital to the plot. So it passes that too. And then we have the Furiosa test. Did it make fanboys mad? Yes, yeah. because for some reason, the idea of a female Bosley is just too much. Too yeah. much. Uh, so it passes. So <laughs> we have an all-around pass. This is only the... Well, no. Second? This is only the second movie that's had an all-around pass. Which is very <laughs> fucking rare. Very rare. And then, um, like, also... We didn't have the LGBT plus one back in the day, so... No, but even still, Saving Face still passes that one. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, so, no, because the other one that was... The only thing that Saving Face uh, doesn't have is Furiosa, but that one's not applicable to it, so it doesn't yeah. count. So no, it no, no, I all meant, those. Because uh, there was another movie. Hidden Figures. Yeah. Yeah, Hidden Figures passes all but the LGBT one, so... But we it's got, got Janelle Monet in it, so. Yeah. 
close enough. And as far as I know, she's still dating Lupita Nyong'o. Oh, Bless them. Yeah. What a power couple. Mm-hmm. I aspire. Gorgeous. Um, <laughs> so that's it. That's the movie. Now, all testing aside, do I think it's a good movie? Absolutely. You definitely should go watch it, even though we've spoiled the whole thing for you. I, yeah, because uh, I can tell you, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a pretty good movie, even if it did really, you know, hit you over the head with, uh, look, we're feminist <laughs> yeah. at times. I think that'll get ironed out the more that Elizabeth Banks is able to write movies. I really do. Oh, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's it. Now, uh, next week, we're going to be doing National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And then after that, we're going to be doing Ever After. I'm excited uh, we're about gonna start that our one. 90s month. I'm super excited for 90s month. There are so many movies that we have tried to fit in other places for the past two years. And we're finally going to be able to do them. She's so excited about Ever After. You have no oh, idea. Oh, God. Ever After, The Mummy, Twister, A Little Princess, and Pretty Woman. Those are our five movies. I'm excited to do every single one of them. We're doing five <laughs> movies? Yeah, there's five Tuesdays in December, honey. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh. I'm excited. Oh, God. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Better start uh, working on those. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see you next week for our Christmas special, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Uh, maybe by then I'll have my computer back so I can actually upload uh, the actual Jake stuff on YouTube. Yeah. Um, my my computer blew up, so I'm having to use a laptop that does not have that stuff on there. And the stream was so long ago that if it's not on my computer when I get it back, I'm very sorry. Yeah. Uh, it just, technology can be amazing and also suck sometimes. Mm-hmm. It happens. It does indeed. Uh, so, yeah, have a great week. Enjoy your, uh, well, no. It won't be Thanksgiving yet. It'll be Thanksgiving next week. Um, so enjoy your pre-Thanksgiving before all of your horrible family members come over to talk about how great Trump is. God. The worst. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.